Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Slamfire Radio. This is episode 496 for March 2nd, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel. I'm another host, Kyle. And I'm another host, Mo. Kyle, your uh, background looks different. Slightly. I'm, I'm making up, doing some changes. Doing some changes? Yeah. yeah. Got bored of the old setup, so. That microphone got in the way. This one's way better. Now yeah. Just see your it doesn't face. cover my face. And Yeah. 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 yeah sounds better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, why don't we to get into uh, what we did in guns this week? Um, Mo, did you want to start? Sure. Uh, I have a lot to cover, and I'm going to apologize ahead of time if I miss mentioning anybody. Uh, so on Friday night, I went to my my local uh, my local club in Montreal. Uh, they were they do a monthly match, so I went for the for the build. That was on Friday. I was also going to shoot that day uh, shoot that night as well. Uh, during the during the build, I heard um, heard a couple of guys talking about uh, precision shooting. So of course, it caught my interest, right? Because I had the that match coming up on Sunday, and sure enough, one of the guys that I met, Mardig, uh, was going to Stittsville for his for his first time. So he was going to be shooting it on Sunday, not in the same squad, but he was going uh, on Sunday to to shoot this match as well. So that was pretty cool um, to know somebody else that was going. And then, uh, and then we and then we shot the match. It was four stages, and uh, Alex Berda, who's like obviously one of the or the best uh, production shooter in Canada, it was it was he, he was co MD for the match. Uh, so he had set up the stages with another gentleman, Carl, um, and he had set up a couple targets at forty, uh, a couple of steel po- uh, large poppers at forty yards or forty-one to be correct. So that was that was interesting, and it was in the uh, the range with the uh, less good light. Let's just say that. So it was <laughs> it was fun to shoot at those, and then and then it made it fun when we had to go reset those targets for every stage because somebody had to like hike out there to to uh, to put them back up. So that was fun. Um, I shot my my Bull 1911 racer in the Classic Division for the first time. I'm going to say overall, I was very happy with it uh, in terms of I felt I was more accurate with it. I, I think I had one Delta, no no mics at all, and uh, and uh, lots of alphas. I was I was slow, but it was uh, I don't know if I was being cautious or. And then the other issue I had and something I've been working on with dry fire is. Uh, making sure that the beaver tail safety is engaged. So I feel like a couple times I was like, you know, obviously the gun did go off and it's because the, the beaver tail wasn't depressed well or didn't have my grip on there good enough. So, so been, when are you going to just pin that? So that's what I should be doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So can you pin it? Can you pin a grip safety in Ipsic? I don't believe there's a rule against it. I don't think I, there's a rule against it, yeah. 
I know you can't disable safeties, but does that count as one? I That's... don't believe so. Mm. I don't think we so need a sick right lawyer now. in here to to yeah, go over that. The... Paging all it'll be in the book. <laughs> it'll be in the book. So yeah, so there was that, and then there was uh, on some of my mag changes, they weren't super smooth. So again, that's something I'm working on. But again, overall, I was very happy with how I did with it, and uh, I'm going to keep. I'm going to have a match this weekend, so I'm going to shoot it again and uh, see how it goes, and then we'll see if I stick with classic or uh, or I move back to production. And I'll say that I finished top five in my division. Now, don't ask me how many people shot classic for this match. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, and, what did you do overall? Because we all know that overall is all that matters. Uh, I think it was like 41 of 80, something like oh, that. Oh, nice. So, all right. Yeah. I, I mean, accuracy-wise, I was I was up there, but uh, I was just very slow. Um, so that was that was Friday. And then uh, Sunday, I was driving to Stittsville for my first ORPS match. Um, and I met up with uh, Gabriel that I think is listening right now. And I drove, I drove there uh, with him and his daughter, Eva. Uh, it was the first time I met him in person. I had chatted with him online a bit. And uh, so, yeah, so we went over to the match together. And, uh, and it was very interesting because when I left home to go pick him up or to pick them up, I have a Nissan Pathfinder that has a pretty good trunk and I had filled already half of it with, uh, I can't believe like going to an IPSC match, I have one large bag, but for this, I had my shooting mat, the bag, I had a milk crate of like the, the, the shooting bags in it. Uh, what else did I have? I think I brought a spotting scope. And so half the trunk was already full. Then he shows up. We met in a parking lot and then he has his, he has gear and his stuff for his, for his daughter. And, by the end of it, the trunk was completely full. And I'm like three shooters and there's like so much gear. It's just different between like a rifle match and a and like an Ipsic pistol match, right? In terms of in terms of gear. Uh, and I'm sure three gun for you guys is a whole other thing too when you it's got ridiculous. Yeah, when you got <laughs> three firearms to deal yeah. with, right? And all the gear that goes goes with it. Oh yeah, we go to a pistol match. We're like, okay, what are we missing? This is all I have. Yeah, what yeah. am I missing? Yeah, you're, it's like one one carry on bag at the airport, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we got there. Uh, it was a uh, it was a snowy, cold morning, and uh, but it was still fun. And um, so because of what happened a couple weekends ago, when I shot outside and I told you I was getting light primer strikes with the voodoo. I literally had the, I took the bolt out in the morning and I drove to the match with it in my hoodie under my coat to keep it warm. Okay. So we get there and uh, we were zeroing at 50 yards before the match started. Right. And uh, no issues. Okay. Gun goes off. Beautiful. All good. Then we go to do our first stage. This is my first stage I'm going to do. It was, um, it was actually good because it was a simpler stage in terms of it was only one target at 50 yards and it was one where you had to stack tires. So you started off one tire, one, one tire prone, one shot, two, then you'd grab another tire, two tires, two shots, three tires, three shots, four tires, four shots. So I thought, okay, this is great. Simple one target to look for. I don't have to try to figure out where the targets are, are good. 
So I get that, I put the tire down, get down on the prone position, line it all up, click, and nothing. So I work the bolt, another round, click, nothing. I'm like, great. So from the time that uh, I did the zeroing at 50 and it was working fine to the, I don't know if it was 15, 20 minutes later, it no longer fired in the cold. Uh, speaking to somebody else there that has a voodoo, he said that it has to be kept dry. So I've like taken out the bolt now and kept it dry. Uh, I've dried it up, but, and I'm still waiting for the heavier spring, to, spring to come. Um, so then the rest of the match, everyone was like, so everyone in the squad was so nice and patient. Like people there couldn't have been more welcoming, like to somebody who's new. And it was just like a great group, of group of guys overall. And, and at, in my squad and people are like, you know, use this rifle, use that right one. And, and Gabriel and his, and his daughter, let me use their rifles. So I did get to shoot like some of the stages and stuff. So that was good. Cool. But I was like pretty disappointed that like I invested in, in a rifle that, you know, didn't fire. High performance rifles are so picky and pistols, right? Same yeah. thing. They're picky. Yeah, I know. But so like, I, I mean, I was disappointed because I went there like all geared up, ready to go. Like I wanted to be, you know what? I wanted to be mm-hmm. comfortable with my, you know, I worked on going in dry fire, but I worked on it with my scope to, to make sure my cheek, you know, everything was in place that I'd get down into mm-hmm. the positions and I'd be comfortable. And then, you know, I had to use other people's rifles that obviously aren't fitted to me. So it was, it was different, but, but I did get the experience of how, the matches the match runs and you know shooting off i've never shot off a tank trap or a set of tires or a barrel uh or milk crates so this was different and it was a good experience to, to at least get a, a taste of that and then also to you know to look for the different targets at the various distances and stuff mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm glad i got that experience out of it um i'm just wondering if you i don't know if you've talk to other people about it, but like using like an extreme cold lube if that would help at all graphite maybe yeah dry gra- graphite dry that graphite could, that could work i i don't know but i'm just thinking okay like, it, it's a precision gun but you gotta be able to do something to get it to to go yeah no i'm gonna before the next because i like i i enjoyed it and even with that issue i enjoyed the match and the experience so much so i'm going to keep doing i want to keep doing this um so i got to figure it out but before i go to the next match which will be in a couple of weeks i'm going to definitely sort it out because i'm not going to just be an indoor shooter for this gun um but like i said everybody in the squad was like uh amazing all the guys out I don't want to miss anybody's name, but Will, Greg, Rex, uh, and then Gabriel and Eva's daughter, uh, the the match directors, Thomas and Pascal, like all very welcoming. I met um, Wamfat Fat Matt for the first time, like in person, because oh, he nice. was there. Um, he's obviously he's very good, but there were lots of good shooters there. Like you know, it's amazing. Like only a couple of misses make a you know, like one or two misses make a difference between uh, you know finish top spots yeah top spots like there's not a lot of there's not a lot of missing right there's a lot like you know so it's uh so yeah so you got some listeners look at that yeah yeah so that's that's (laughs) gabriel yeah Um, you know uh mo um yes i got uh two words for you heated bolt just like heated grips you need a heated bolt like (laughs) a little 12 volt heater on there 
keep it nice so, and toasty. That's good. Nope. Like that might be a though, like, if you put batteries in your bolt and that. Oh, there's an idea. It's a wires Canadian, hanging to it. Canadian yeah. gun manufacturers. There you go. Develop a heated bolt for heated our receiver. Yeah, heat the receiver and it'll transfer. Oh, you could the do bolt. the whole thing. Yeah, because then you get your heated grip, heated receiver, mm-hmm. all down to the handguard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. No. <laughs> Wow, man, this is gold. Well, how has this not been done? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I didn't find the humor when I was out there. I didn't find the humor in it, but uh, but it all worked out. And like I said, I, I I like as much as I love Ipsic, I can see myself loving this too because it was different. Like I'll give you in a comparison. So uh, I, I want to. St- I'll say they use the word casual, but I don't mean it in a bad way. Like in terms of. An IPSC match, you have the people, the ROs working the match, right? They don't shoot. They might shoot at a different time, but, you know, they're just working the match. Where this, every squad is, like, kind of working itself, right? You got you got your spotter, you got your timer, and you got and mm-hmm. you got the RO, right? And everybody's alternating depending on who's next or whatever. So it's, like, just this, like, um, everybody working together, and then the squad, you know, finish, everybody shoots, and then ready for, to move to the next stage. So it's less, like, you know, rigid than Ipsic in terms of that perspective. Um, and more squ- squad camaraderie, right? Because the squad, squad is, like, yes. you're, yes. you're self-contained, you're watching yes. each other, ROing each other, getting yes. ready, and it's all, and you just kind of move, and you kind of, like, you break down the stages together. There's no, like, third-party yes. RO or anything like that. Yeah, I, I did notice, and I'm not, and I'm not knocking Ipsic because, like I said, I love it, but it is, it is a different feel. And I guess, and again, this is just my first match. I would have to go other places, and you know, like it seems like the Stitzville people all kind of know each other. It's like a big family of of shooters and stuff, mm-hmm. right? So, but I mean, a great experience. And I would say to anybody that if you're not, uh, if you don't have a shooting sport right now, I would like strongly consider getting it to something like this because ORPS, CRPS, that kind yeah, of thing. Because the, I think the entry is, is I don't want to say easier, but there's probably like with IPSIC, you have to take the black. You I mean, you have to have a minimum level of skill. You have to take the black badge course. I think there's a bigger cost, but I mean, with this, the Spirit stuff too, there's some, you could spend some money too. So it's mm-hmm. not, I'm not going to say you're getting in well, cheap. You, you can, but like what you're saying, like it is a low barrier of entry. You can take yes. your, Meg, your detachable Meg fed 22 out there as long as you got a couple Megs and go yeah. and shoot. And I have to say, too, like from an intimidation perspective, I think it's less intimidating. I don't know, like something about, mm-hmm. you know, a, a holstered pistol versus, you know, just a rifle that I guess you're controlling a little bit easier. There's less, you know, there's no running around. I mean, you're moving in the, during, you know, you're moving uh, around on the props and stuff, but you're not running around, right? So. There's uh, there's that too. Um, I think, uh, and then behind me is the indoor dry fire training system, which I ordered. Uh, and it was crazy because the guy who sells them is in Quebec. I think about an hour or so from where I live. I ordered it late on Sunday night and it was already at the post office Tuesday morning. So it was nice. like, yeah, it was like, I never got it. I mean, it was like an Amazon delivery. It was like almost next day. So it was pretty neat. And I've just been kind of playing with it and stuff too. Like folk, you know, focusing on the targets and transitioning and stuff. And uh, so that's, uh, it looks like a nice, tell, tell us more about uh, that picture. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, so is it like just a high res picture that you focus in? Do you need something like an add on for the scope? Yeah. So on on the scope, there's a, there's a cap. And when you order it, so, so this is like a banner that pulls out. It's a nice stand. Like I'll have to show it in another show. It's on a nice stand with the legs that flip out and it comes in a case and you pull it up, you pull up the banner and it's got a foldable bar that you like. Yeah, it's a pull up. Yeah, like pull-up. at a trade yeah. show or something. At a like trade that, show, right? exactly, yeah. exactly like a trade show. So, uh, and then it's like a yes, yeah, like a high res uh, picture, and then you put the cap on your on your scope, and when you order it, you have to you have to uh, have the measurement for the objective lens, right, so that it nicely fits over. And then uh, and then it's and then there's four pictures. So if for the levels of you shooting from let's say prone to a knee. Uh, to off a you know off a higher uh, prop and then standing so you got the different levels and there's a KYL uh, so that's know your limits so the small the little small targets um, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah so it's good for and and I I've heard a lot of people talk about it so it's it's like it's got a good reputation for as a as a you know a rifle trainer I guess good add and, uh, good add on to the basement right. Yeah, yeah, I needed more stuff for the. I needed more gun stuff for the basement, so yeah, it's it's quickly filling up. Um, yeah, I'm like really happy with it, and like, um, and I mean, it's good value for. It's not cheap, but it's good value for for what you get. Uh, Flying Beaver was asking, uh, what event you attended? So it was the ORPS, right? Outlaw uh, Rimfire Precision. Uh, match yeah. and that was in Stittsville, Ontario, and they do uh, so for people that aren't familiar with it. It's like the entry level match for twenty two, uh, twenty two LR like precision shooting, and so they they tend to be a little bit simpler than getting into a CRPS or the Northern Rimfire Precision or some of the other ones because the distances are are basically there's four distances uh, that targets could be set at twenty five, fifty, seventy five, and a hundred yards. Um, and yeah, so that was in Stittsville. They do it. Uh, so there's a monthly match that they do across Canada. So it's the same course of fire that everybody would shoot across Canada. And then, yeah. uh, so there's standings related to that. So again, when you're shooting, wherever you are, you're shooting the same, the same stages, right. And there's a monthly one similar to what they do with NL, NLR 22 in the U S right. There's like a monthly match. Um, yeah, I think that's it. But again, I would highly recommend it to anybody that's like, if you don't currently have a shooting sport and you want to try something, I, I would say like, you know, give this a whirl. And they're really good. They have loaner rifles and, you know, um, and it connects to the maple it connects to the maple seed. So, you know, if, if that's something else that people want to do and then transition to this, that's, I think that would be a good path, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I think that's it. That's probably the longest I've ever spoken for my segment. So I feel like Adriel tonight. There's lots of stuff. Um, okay. Again, I think, I hope I mentioned everybody I was supposed to. And uh, I'll do some more in the shadowed section. And go ahead, Adriel. All right. I did a couple of things. I put out a video. Well, not I. I got my kid to do the whole stupid thing on that practice sim video. The whole thing. Right start to end. I gave him like... Here's what I want in the video. Here's the like order that I want you to put it in, but like really rough guidelines. And he went and did all of it, which was uh, very nice. Very nice. I can get someone else uh, contributing to the uh, to the videos. 
and uh, designing my matches for me because I'm going to give him my handwritten ones. I'm going to say, please put it in the 3D with no helicopters and uh, no cocaine bags either because we don't need that for the stage. Uh, I hit the range with uh, a listener and buddy of mine, Tom. Shot his, uh, he's got a Maverick Renegade. Renegade. He's got a Renegade in 6x45. So imagine a 223 round necked up to 6 millimeter. And in that six millimeter, you can run like 80 green, 95 green, that kind of thing. So heavier bullets uh, easier uh, in it because you got a little bit more diameter to it. Really soft shooting. Oh, so, so soft, soft shooting. Uh, that would be like, you could hunt deer with that in Alberta. So it's close range, right? Six millimeter. Yeah. yeah. 80, 90 green. So yeah. Do Did you happen to chrono that? Yes. Uh, they were anywhere from... 2500 at the low end to 29 when he was i think he had some 65 grain uh bullets they're oh, still getting and good velocity oh yeah oh yeah those 60 grain ones well what would a 60 grain bullet in a 223 do yeah, yeah. three thousand somewhere around there so yeah yeah pretty much the same i guess it depends on what you're shooting my 55s do about 2750 on average what length barrel on the 18 and a half Oh boy, that should give you some some decent velocity. But yeah, anyway, so uh, uh, that was really interesting. And then I did some front sight filing on the Carcanos and uh, had to file a lot because I built them up quite a bit bigger than I needed them. So I, if I filed them down, I could get them down. I overfiled uh, not once, but twice. So both rifles are now too low on the front sight, but that's okay. I can, I'll, I'll add just a, I'll skim a, another little layer on top there. I was actually thinking, what if, like, the, uh, cover your ears if you're, like, really into Milserp uh, authenticity, but I was thinking of gluing a fiber optic to the top of the site. <laughs> there you go. Is, now that, is that horrible? <laughs> well, you can take the JB weld, and that could be your strap for your fiber optic. And... <laughs> Don't no, give them ideas, Kyle. Okay. Oh, no, I want to see this. I, I, I want to see weld, this. And then, boop, just kind of laid on the top there, just into the JB weld. Yeah, <laughs> just there like, you go. Plunk it in. Mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm. Oh. I want to see it now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was nice being able to shoot what I was aiming at. Like, I, as soon as I, like, filed them down, I was like, oh, now I'm... A, I was like hitting a piece of snow at 50 yards. It's like, oh yeah, I'm actually making hits at this stupid thing. I can't imagine trying to use one of those things in World War II or World War One or whatever. Like, oh yeah, like if you're at close range, you have to aim at their feet or their belt or something like that. Anyways, Flying Beaver is saying, as I get older, ideas like that sound more appealing. Yeah, I mean, the fiber optic <laughs> would be a lot, it would pick the light up a lot better. The, um, I, I built basically like a triangle of uh, of JB weld, and because I had to file it down so much, it's like thick. That front side is thick, <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta like get that nice swoop going into it. Just gotta so taper it in, it. yeah. Well, it's it's only ever gonna be a temporary sight because like the I didn't buy them to to action shoot or something like that. I just I just want them to be accurate enough that I, I can if I want to, you know, maybe. Uh, Maybe I go hunting and it's going to be close in. Oh, grab a Carcano, bring that out because they're light and they're handy. And, you know, that would be uh, interesting to uh, to take some deer with that. But, uh, yeah, it's a good time overall. Oh, I didn't order that stupid die. Ugh, I should have done it when we were on the show last week. I hope they still have them. Anyways, uh, the other thing I was doing is sighting in maple seed rifles. So Canada's mm-hmm. gun store sent us a pile of 1022s. So I uh, <laughs> just sighted them all in for 50 yards. So that was uh, 
pretty straightforward. Uh, yeah, very straightforward. Although I did notice I had like, uh, I, I just for my rough sighting, I had a random mishmash of like, like 22 garbage stuff that it's been in the bottom of ammo cans and in my pockets. I just, I chuck them all in the same bin and this was my time to use it because I had to do rough sight in. So I shot with that and, uh, it was, um, it was interesting. Some of this, some of the rifles fire the standard and the high velocity in line. And some of them, they were like very far out of line. Um, the, the wood barreled one there, it would send the standard velocity ones like to the left of the, uh, my aim point and, um, sorry, no standard velocity would be low and right. High velocity would be straight and left, which was, uh, you just got to make sure you use one or the other, right? Uh, cited those in, oh, you know what I got to do? I got to make the Kydex like cheek risers for those things. A buddy of mine's coming over this weekend. Maybe that's what we'll do. We'll make, we'll heat up some Kydex and, uh, and make those. Cause that, it just makes it so much easier for maple seed having that like adjustable cheek rest. It may, basically makes it so that, um, I have to do very little to, uh, to fit those rifles to people. Are you going to use your child labor too? Uh, no, not for this. They'll do a crappy job of it. And then I'll just have to, it'll just be more work. You got to give them unskilled labor. Uh, <laughs> like when I laminated, like I, I made up, uh, the maple seed, um, like course book uh for me tom and steve like all the alberta shoot bosses i had them laminate them all so like <laughs> and it's like 200 pages per so they're just like put the sheet in the laminator <laughs> like five per minute i had them do all of them how do you the kydex uh cheek pieces do you just do velcro or So you, you, you do drill them in permanently. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Drill them in. That's yeah. what, like, who cares about a Ruger 1022 stock, right? These things are mm -hmm. a dime a dozen and they're poorly designed on at that. Why is there this? Do we need this? <laughs> is this useful for anyone? No. For audio listeners, this, there's the, the curve on the back of the 1022. And the, they're, they, the comb drops so much. Like, oh, yeah. If I, if I put my face on this without this, I'm too low for the irons, way too low for the irons. So I, I don't know what they're thinking with this. Um, but yeah, that makes it so some nice big, uh, some knobbies up here, make it a lot easier to just like take it down or move it up or whatever you need to do to, uh, to get that appropriate uh, cheek weld. Yeah, I gotta make some of those up. There's uh, a gun show. Oh, uh, the, and one of the other things I needed to do at the range was bring my 223 rifle and sight it in for the reloaded ammo that I made. Didn't bring the rifle. Brought the ammo. Ammo, no rifle. Okay. No rifle. So uh, I've got a three-gun match in two, not this weekend, weekend after. So it means I have to hit the range again this weekend just to watch, do that. Watch your gear, bring the gun and no ammo this time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's um, it's going to be a tight weekend because there's also a gun show in Spruce Grove. I'm going to go there and finally get those screws I'm missing for my Lee Enfield. So I'm going to bring my little clips and my my mid band and front band that I don't have a screw for. I'm going to find the screws, and that's all. Maybe I'll look for. Maybe I'll see if I can find some small rifle primers. Hmm. Yeah, 
I could use some small rifle primers, but I got lots of bullets. I got lots of powder. Yeah. And then I can reload some more 223 through the week. Uh, yeah. Gun show this weekend. Yes. Yeah, so, and I got to hit the, uh, so I'm going to have to hit the range this weekend and, and try out that, that 223 ammo. Cause, uh, my boy is going to be, Oh, I've got three gun matches like three weeks in a row after this gun show this weekend. So I'm going to be at the range. This happens earlier and earlier every year, but there comes a time when I'm at a range every weekend and, uh, it's coming up spruce grove yes that is this weekend so if you want to yeah fourth and fifth is uh is when that gun show is so if you want to check that out i'll be out there i don't know which day if i'll be saturday or sunday not really sure but uh i'll be looking for i'll be digging like some old codger there is going to have like a big bin full of screws <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be checking one by one nope <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Check in which one fits my stupid mid band and front band for the uh, for the Lee Enfield. Uh, Kevin mentions uh, that he's gone to the range and no ammo, trigger lock keys, turn around, go back. Mm. I've I've cut trigger locks uh, and and cable locks, but uh, I don't have to anymore because I've got a combo lock. Actually, that's one thing I wanted to mention because um, I came up on Discord recently here. Uh, let me grab, do I have a crappy one or just good ones? Trying to find some trigger locks here. Uh, I don't have my good, good ones here, but if you're looking for trigger locks, you should get a combo trigger lock. But if you get one off Amazon, do not buy the one with the little lever on the side. These ones, like some of them are okay. A lot of them are bullshit. They're, they're terrible. Hmm. You can get one like this that rotates the whole thing or get the one with the little plastic push on the side. That yeah, one, those are the ones I like. That's the the one those ones are more compact than these ones. Yes. So that's that's the that's the ticket. That's why I like for. them because they're more compact, that's for sure. Yeah, so they fit in your pistol cases yes. or whatever better than like that's that's quite a get bit. Get that of, big ass protrusion, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think like I don't know what the mechanism is on those, but you're when you press on that plastic, you're pressing directly on the pawl and you're pushing it out. Whereas this is doing some nonsense to unlock and like me the mechanisms do it trying to do too much. You can't do it cheaply. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's got to be it for me. Um, Kyle, you've done anything new lately? A uh, couple things. Okay. Yeah. So I wasn't on last week because I was in an airport and I caught uh, the last half of the show. It was good. But uh, yeah, flew, started flying down to the U.S. on Thursday last week. Stayed overnight in Calgary and made it through border protection. Got my visa. It was actually very, very pleasant, actually. I only sat in the waiting room for about half an hour and... Then talked to the guy at the counter for two minutes, went, sat back down for another 10 minutes, went paid, got my visa. Okay, good to go. So, so yeah, landed late Friday night in Midland, Texas, got a hotel. And yeah, Saturday morning, got up, drove to Carlsbad, met up with my supervisor, Carrie, and kind of took me out for a quick bite to eat, had some tacos, some real tacos, which were excellent 
And after that, we hit the range. So my my first day in the U.S., we went to the range and went shooting. Didn't shoot a lot, but he had his new uh, AR build out there and his uh, uh, Canik uh, TP9X uh, compact. Not subcompact, but compact. And so shot that. They were nice. And his buddies were out there, so his dad actually had the subcompact version of that tp9 i believe it was and was trying to say was sighting it in so i got to have some rounds out of that and yeah sat there talking for a bit getting used to well talking to us and hit it off right away and some good conversation and getting ready to build my ar <laughs> so oh, you're sorry you're what i can't like can you even say that word I can, yeah. <laughs> I thought it would like stop at the border, like CBSA would it would intercept it, but no. Yeah. Hmm. They're gonna be like, "Wait, you're Canadian. You can't have one of these." Sir. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so I thought that was awesome that uh, my first day in the U.S. and I was already shooting and got my hands on an AR. My second day in the U.S., I got to experience a massive dust storm and had a bunch of emergency alerts for winds, and so we had. 80 mile an hour winds on Sunday and just massive dust storm. It was, it was wild. Wow. So I, I was dry, driving a little bit after, after lunch when it was just building and this alert started coming in and I was like, okay, I think I'm going to go hunker down in the, uh, the hotel for a bit. And then the rest of the week, I, I, I got the tour of the area quite well because Spending the weekend in Carlsbad, and then Monday I drove to Andrews, Texas, and I spent a few days there doing orientation with the new job. And then, yeah, this morning I woke up, drove to Big Spring for more orientation. And then we had to drop off the rental car, so from Big Spring down to Midland, drop off the rental car, and a manager drove me from Midland back to Andrews to grab my work truck, load that up, and then back to Carlsbad. And so now just getting all my stuff set up, laptop and all that, and social security number, and pretty soon here I'll I'll be able to buy some guns and start building. Cool. So, but uh, it's, uh, I, remember, I think Spencer was mentioning, I got to give him credit on this because I, I believed it, but half believed it because I've spent some time down here. But even in the last week with the thought of like, hey, I'm living here and then dealing with the work and it, it's different. Definitely. <laughs> it's going to be some adjustment, but I think it's good. So, but that's the update I have is just, it's, it's cool. <laughs> in the U.S. In the U.S., yeah. Land it still hasn't sunk in. Was I'll be standing out there at night and be like, "Holy crap! I'm in Texas or I'm in New Mexico, and like this is basically home." Like, <laughs> yeah. but it's so. so like America is so similar to the U.S. Like the people and like yeah, the work yeah. the work environment's different, yeah. but there's so much that's so similar that uh, there is. Yeah, it, it's. You're not going to get that culture shock like you'd get if uh, if you moved to somewhere that uh, that was very different. Yeah, I mean New Mexico, it it's definitely different. There's a lot of uh, of Hispanic or, or like lots of Spanish being spoke. 
mm-hmm. not. I mean, everyone's good. Everyone I've met has been awesome and amazing. So, yeah, hopefully in another week or two, I was checking out an apartment today, put an application for that. So hopefully in the next week or two, I will be have our place secured and actually be setting that up. In a home. <laughs> in a home, yeah. yeah. It'll be a bit before I get my full setup done. It'll probably be a while, but I'll be progressing. Until then, we get hotel rooms. <laughs> well, at least you don't have to make the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do wish they had a coffee maker, though. Yeah. yeah. I, I must have a coffee maker any, anywhere I go. Well, and provide coffee because this I'm, I'm doing it cheap because it's on my dime and that. So I'm staying in motel six, no coffee maker stayed at days in, in Andrews, Texas. First day I had coffee. Cool. Had a cup of coffee, come back from orientation. Didn't refill my coffee. I wasn't allowed coffee the rest of the time there. It's <laughs> crazy. Can't you get like a $10, like personal brewer from Walmart or something like oh, that? I, I, probably going to end up doing that yeah. oh yeah I, that would have been the first thing i bought <laughs> but yeah no it's been good so far and that's basically what it's been the last bit so just adjusting and all the all the fun work stuff on the new job and then dealing with the cross-border stuff as well <laughs> yeah well aside from all that paperwork we're still we're still very jealous of you yes yeah well Yes. We'll be set up for when you guys take a trip down and visit. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Anything else? No, not this, not this time. No. All right. Let's get into upcoming. Oh, event. actually, sorry. Oh. I do. I, I was going to mention I Midland has a uh, five eleven store. So I, before I left there on Saturday, I picked up a couple bags and picked up a new laptop bag. <laughs> which unfortunately does not fit either of my laptops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you going to like uh, strap it to the Molly on the outside or <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually I, I checked before I took the tags off. So at some point I'll just have to take a trip back to Midland and see if they'll exchange it or whatever. Yeah. It turns out I need like a 14 inch screen laptop, not the standard 15.6. Hmm. So, yeah, I I just got my work laptop and tried it. It's like, no, it doesn't work. But then I got a new kind of like everyday carry sling bag just for your nice. normal everyday stuff. So, cool. So, yeah, you know, you get 511 store. You you got to go check it out. And mm-hmm. the, that was funny because the owner there, he just showing me all this cool stuff that they've got. And now you just oh did you see this oh did you see this and it was cool like they have a backpack that just in a little stuff sack super lightweight attaches to your molly and you can just unpack it and super lightweight little day bag or whatever hmm. but you can have all the yeah. cool stuff yeah yeah awesome let's get into upcoming events uh for upcoming events uh march 4th and 5th the edmonton capital region gun show in stony plain i'll be there one of those days uh there is uh, an international women's day a ladies day at stitzville that'll be march 11th the Chaz uh three gun april match is open and on practice score selling out pretty quick there's 20 spots left i think 
Battle of Alberta for 2023. Will the registration will open April 15th. So if you want to make it out to that big bad two day event, uh, that registration will open April 15th and should probably sell out pretty quick. The Sunridge Gun Show uh, will be on April 29th. Admission is $10 and kids under 12 are free. Go there and say hi to Pete. Uh, let's go into the news. Um, sad news. Sad news. Hmm. Streelock might be getting banned. Apparently, the developer's Russian and the US is like, oh, Russian app. Nope, can't have that. We're pseudo at war with those guys. So uh, can't use this cool. Do I still have it on my phone? Did it get removed? I do. I don't know. You do? Yeah. Maybe we'll be, maybe they'll just do it for the US. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> uh, yes, I still have Streelock Pro. I'm still good to go there. I wonder if it's going to prevent people from installing it. Yeah, it's a cool you're app. Muted I, if I, you're trying I, to talk, I really like it. Yeah, I was just wondering if, yeah, if you can't download it anymore, or if you've already, because I bought the Pearl, so if I can't use it, I'd kind of like a little bit of a refund on that. But not that it costs a whole lot, but mm, still, wasn't free. No, uh, I see it's still on the uh, still on the Google App Store. Igor Borisov. He's got the most Russian name. (laughs) Tell you, once I got my work phone set up on like a US account, I'll check to see if it's on because I know Mm. I've been trying to get certain apps and that's the thing, being down in the US, I've been trying to watch streaming stuff and nope, not available here. Even Paramount Plus, for some reason I put it, got it on my tablet. I downloaded Paramount Plus on my tablet, but because it's from the Canadian app store because of my iTunes account and everything. I can't play anything. I can't even load up the app, Mm. but Netflix will change what is available. (laughs) Uh, So they have a better library, Netflix us. mm, Yes. And no, the stuff I wanted to watch isn't there, but (laughs) all right. Uh, Let's get on to the next thing. This isn't really a news item. It's not related to guns, but it kind of is. Kind of um, is, yes. Kind of is. There, so there's been some uh, some findings. There's a leak uh, of uh, information from CSIS that I think the Globe and Mail got access to of uh, some election manipulation that China was having that was to the benefit of the Liberal Party. I don't think that news by itself is at all uh, a surprise. Uh, but the Liberal Party, including Trudeau, have been sketchy af on their responses to this stuff to the point of like if you want to question mps whether they were influenced that's racist he's like throwing everything at it to try to deflect and it looks so bad right now and they're being and and they're being called out on it now too which is which is nice to see so everyone the toronto stars yes the the teflon the teflon is wearing off it's it's fantastic Hopefully, hopefully. Like the NDP said that they're calling for an independent inquiry uh, and for that to happen and them risking like, yeah, it's maybe, maybe, maybe we'll get an election sooner and uh, maybe before C21 goes through. Oh, that would be 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 wonderful. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Even just to delay it some more. Yeah. Yep. But uh, that's happening. So. 
not really news, but uh, maybe it'll maybe it'll have a good put good positive impact on us. Uh, if you want to have a positive impact, that's a little bit more relevant. And coming up soon, mm -hmm. uh, the CCFR Legal Challenge is uh, going to be happening April 11th to 20th. That's CCFR versus Canada. And uh, oh, there's no CCFR and Alberta versus Canada and some other people versus Canada. Other people, yes. Yeah, yeah it's not a one-sided fight. Uh, if you'd like to help that out, I know that that's uh, quite a big expense that they're going to be incurring with, uh, I don't know, just like a million lawyers and uh, charter lawyers. That sounds expensive, doesn't it? That sounds very yeah. expensive to me. Yeah. If you want to help them out, send an email, EMT to finance at firearmrights.ca. Let's get into new gun stuff. New gun stuff is brought to you by Bullseye North. If you need a new boomstick, boom uh, Bullseye North is Canada's shooting superstore and a proud supporter of the CCFR. They've got a wide selection of guns and top trending gear for any shooter. Subscribe to their new email, uh, weekly newsletter to get first access to the hottest deals. Uh, <clears throat> Caltech. No, wait. MMP. Hmm. Uh, what is this? FPC? Is that what it is? The FPC that, that's coming yeah. out? So uh, I think that someone at Smith and Wesson uh, snorted a line of coke and looked at uh, looked at Caltech Sub Two Thousand. Mm -hmm. That was it. You know, if you're not familiar with it, it uh, it folds underneath, and mm -hmm. uh, and they're like, wait a minute, if you fold it underneath, you can't use the optics on it. What if ours folded sideways? sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> so that's what they did. They made a side folding PCC. <laughs> Which, I mean, if you take a look at it, um, it's much bulkier than the sub. The sub 2000 is tiny when it folds up because it folds up the correct way. If you fold it sideways, you get something that's like a lot bulkier sideways, but you can mount a scope or a red dot or something and mm. it works. There is a way of doing that on sub 2000. They have like a little like rotating uh, dot mount thing that I think Midway sells, but uh, way better to just mount directly to a rail. So that's uh, that's a thing. You know, Smith and Wesson copied Caltech's uh, KSG as well, didn't they? They had a KSG. The, I think something yeah. that looks like a KSG. Yeah, the MMP12. They've no? been get they they've been getting into the Coke just like uh, Caltech. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> must think like, hey, low budget, and it was working for Caltech. Maybe they'd give them give it a go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, Tony was mentioning that the Smith and Wesson FPC has less mag compatibility than the Sub Two Thousand. That is true. And I mean, one thing. I mean, if let, let's say you have a, a Smith and Wesson MMP Nine. Uh, you could get this thing, or you could get one of these guys here. You can get the Sub 2000 with the MMP uh, Multi Mag uh, that will take that. Now, I saw something interesting on here. Okay, it comes with the Smith & Wesson MMP Mag plus conversion for SIG P320, CZ75, and Beretta 92 Mags. I didn't know that Sub 2000 had a version that used the CZ75 Mags. I didn't know that either. Because I'm like any Ipsic shooter that does shoots production and has like a Shadow Two or something like that is like flush with CZ75 mags, right? Yeah. And if you wanted a very cheap rifle to shoot, uh, I guess you could get one of these. 
you don't have to fold it right. You could put like a, a, a sight or a scope on it or a red dot and just not fold it. They're yeah. still super compact. Yep. That's a decent price. So uh, Tenda Canada has those for $8.50 right now, which is that uh, seems like a decent deal. I know like a while back, like a while, a while back, these were like 600 but those days are long gone. That was a while back. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't yeah. think anybody's selling it for 600 now. Not that I've seen. Uh, no, maybe used. If you could find someone like some old codger who bought it for 600 bucks and you could convince them to sell it what they paid for it, but more, more codgers, eh? More codgers. Yeah. Just like the word. <laughs> uh, well, we're on Gotenda and this one is from one of our listeners. They pointed out that they're selling the STV Scorpio 9mm for $719 per 2000 Whoa. which is $360, $360, right? Yeah. But then, Mo, you found a better deal than this, right? But that was the one fit. That's uh, Rangeview had the 115 grain for, what did I say, 333 Something like that. Was it Blazer? N- nope. No, it was uh, PM, PM, PMU. PPU. PPU, sorry. Yeah, they had, or, or no. PMC. Yeah, PMC. It was P something. Woo! Yeah, yeah and that PMC, like that's, I know they're two through See, three ammo is good. That's one fi- 115 grain, but that's still uh, a very good price. Damn, that is a good price. Yeah. Hmm. That is amazing. I don't really have anything else. Yeah, Tony was saying that the CZ mag is a later edition. They keep adding more compatibility on the multi-mag version. Hmm. Does this adapt to all of those? Multi-mag is most convenient. Do you have to buy any like adapters or anything like that? Or does it just work? Like, I would it imagine you have work. to have like an insert or something for that. Plus conversion for all of those. It says it's going to take them all. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, Nuno is saying that is, is saying that uh, PMC is excellent ammo. Yeah, I agree. I've had good luck with it. Yeah, yeah. What's their shipping like from Rangeview? I don't think it's free like Tenda. Oh, you're breaking my heart. But <laughs> not really, because I, I I have a ton of this stuff. I'm just I just want to see what the shipping's going to be like. Uh, could be. Oh, yeah, wrong, Tony but... says it's a swappable insert. Figured it'd uh, have to be something like that. Hmm. If it comes with all the inserts, then awesome. Suggested it does. That's cool. That's really cool. But you know what? But you know what's good though that we're seeing the nine millimeter prices come down. Mm -hmm. Three thirty three. Yeah, it's a good sign for overall that we're going to start seeing these prices come down. So, I think thinking back three years ago, I got some aluminum case one fifteen for. 200 bucks per thousand yeah, sounds right so if the brass is down to 333 yeah we're getting there we're definitely yeah. getting there yeah yeah because it doesn't sound like the primer situation's getting better anytime <laughs> soon so for people reloading we need cheaper factory ammo there's some options like the Ginex primers are cheap if you can find them and that covers you for small pistol yeah but if you like large rifle is hurting right now. Mm. Yeah. Uh, 
Let's see. Chris was saying uh, last week you talked about ISSF uh, sporting and hunting rifle matches. Too bad it's difficult to get a spot due to limited ranges and allowed shooters. I guess it must be in demand where it is. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen them out, out uh, west here. But uh, yeah, some shooting sports are very much in demand if you want to get into some of the IPSC matches and that kind of thing. You're basically alarm set on your phone at one or two yes. minutes before you yes. go on refresh 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 bye and just yeah that every yeah. ipsic match i register for it gets exactly what you just said a, a, a reminder and then start refreshing with a minute to go and then <laughs> how, how quick do they sell out five minutes ten minutes uh, some hour? matches two minutes like it's yeah yeah yeah, yeah the spring three gun matches have been fairly easy to get into but that's just because well spring here in Alberta, spring is still winter. It's there's still snow on the ground. It could be minus twenty. We don't really know, but uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm glad to hear that it's uh, it's quite busy out there. And Tony was saying, yeah, there's a swappable insert, but Glock isn't part of the multi mag system. If you want Glock, mm. you're stuck with Glock. Uh, maybe that's why I haven't seen them because all the ones I've I've seen have been Glock uh, versions. Cool. That is very interesting. Oh, it's not automated. Emails to match director, they simply have limits of range time. I see. So they, they can only get in so many people through. Oh, okay. okay. Got to get on practice score. Everything yeah. on practice score. Yeah. I love practice score. Oh, yeah. I wish my whole life could run through practice score. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Well, I think that was actually probably one of the single greatest thing to happen for shooting sports is no. practice score. Yeah, because imagine if there were multiple versions of that that were all kind of good, we'd, we'd well, have like, oh, I gotta register. Yeah, you gotta for go that, here for this, this course. there for that. Yeah. Well, then you have sporting clays. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> oh, yeah. Used. There's wind score. Uh, there's a couple different ones, and like even just their scoring. Yeah. For publishing results and that, it's it's. They need to get yeah. with the times. I've yeah. I've tried. Alberta's went and even after suggesting practice score went and developed their own app and everything and it's hmm. already there but yeah. why are you reinventing a wheel that exists like it needed some tweaking but yeah it was already there but yeah Alberta went and Alberta Sporting Clays developed their own or I guess actually CNSCA that is actually CNSCA so Canada wide they mm -hmm. have their own they call it leaderboard and it's it's broke it needs some work but yeah oh well cool uh why don't we get into the main topic so today our main topic is going to be uh, guns and ammo pricing in the u.s and uh for that we're going to go live to our correspondent on the ground well i wasn't able to get a very big list i can say that showing up to a store here you're not saving any money i was seeing Nine mil, so a thousand rounds. I can't remember the brand, but it's 124 grain full metal jacket, nine mil, and it was $380 US for a thousand rounds. Mm. Whew. <laughs> so Ouch. that's probably pretty close to the 420 to 440 Canadian for a thousand rounds of mm -hmm. nine mil. Uh, small pistol primers, thousand of them was like 125 bucks US. US. Mm. I think shotgun ammo like they were more of like a, a field uh shell but even those mm -hmm. were they had to have been like 13 15 a box us 
It's not so, necessarily cheaper. No. Uh, but uh, Carrie, the guy who took me out shooting, we got talking. And for one, you unlike guns, you can get ammo shipped to your house here. Mm-hmm. And so he said, that's how you have to do it. You just have to go find the online stores and that's where you find your deals. And yeah, I think he was buying, he was buying nine mil, I think for about 50 cents around online. That's still not very good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tony was saying, uh, go buy some stuff from lucky gunner. Oh, okay. I guess that's an option. Yeah. Yeah. All these, like you got all these places online you can order from now. Hmm. Well, I've been seeing some signs on the highway called dguns.net and apparently it's the largest online firearm store. So. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. But yeah, that, yeah, that's 50 cents us. So flying. 50, 50. Yeah. That's 500 bucks for a thousand. No, that's got, that's more expensive. No, I think, I think that's what he was buying two, two, that's what he was buying two, two, three, four. Oh, those two, two, three. Oh, well, that's, which is still better, which is still better than what I was seeing last year. Last year, I was buying ammo down here for 75, minimum 75 cents around. US. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Counting your so, shots. You're going for accuracy. You're not double tapping anything. <laughs> guns. Well, I mean, there was a uh, Anderson AR lower. So we in town here, we basically have just it's a it's a pawn shop. It's a guns and pawn. And they have a lot of they have a bunch of guns in there. They can basically get anything in. And so I, I stopped in there real quick and was having a look around. And they had an AR lower in just the cheap plastic vacuum with the cardboard back kind of thing. Uh, I believe it was in Anderson and it was like 75 bucks for this AR lower. So like the guns, the guns are cheaper. The ammo stuff you feed it with. If you walk into the store is not cheaper. In fact, it's from initial looks, it's, it's more expensive. I think that it's because the demand there is is so much higher than supply of ammo. Yeah. That yeah, it makes sense. They're 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 panic buying and they're just they're they're yeah going nuts on it, so they can afford to increase the prices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and here in Canada we can get ammo from Europe and from China and from other places to help offset that cost. Yeah, and Tony's saying larger than Brownells, really, and I I don't know. This is what they put on the billboard. So, I mean, there's a pawn shop in Beaver, Utah that advertises itself as the largest gun store in Utah. So, I mean, <laughs> who knows? And actually, that that's that uh, pawn shop we stopped at last year that had the, uh, it was the 15 mil basically exploding like grenade round hmm. and that. But, uh, but yeah, no, from the looks of it, you have to buy online for your ammo here. You gonna get a suppressor for your AR? If I can, I might have to. I might. I gotta check into that to see if I need mm. to have perm to get NFA items. Just thinking of all the things I'm gonna be jealous of. Yeah. Yeah. You won't Dude. be jealous of SBRs, but suppressor, yeah. What do I? I don't have an SBR. There's nothing I have over here. What what blank barrel do you have on your AR? 
Oh, that's 12 inch. That would be there. Nice you go. <laughs> and it's also it's also got a vert grip on it too. Oh, all the, it doesn't all matter the as, long, as long as you're not in California. <laughs> uh oh yeah well, sorry i should put the vert grip on one of the pistols that would make it illegal that makes yeah. the pistol into uh something that well that's why the ar pistols are such a big thing down here is because of the whole sbr because mm -hmm. it has pistol, to be right. anything if it's shorter than 16 inches but it's over 16 inches with your brake you have to pin your brake or weld it or have a minimum 16 inch barrel or pay your tax stamp for sbr but you can just pay. It's just a fee. 200 bucks to here, 200 bucks yeah. there. You can have a short-barreled suppressed AR. Well, that's going to be bags. like 400 bucks and probably mm -hmm. about six months in suppressor purgatory. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, yeah. wait. You're not going to have 30-round mags. You're going to have 10-round mags because you're in New Mexico, right? What's your, what's oh. your mag law down there? There is no mag laws at this time. They're trying uh, to pass one, uh, but... And the guys, I, we were at the range, and a couple of guys I was talking to don't think it's going to pass, but who knows? Hmm. Just I hope it doesn't pass. But just buy three mags. Buy three 30 round Magpul mags and maybe a D D50, or, you know. Well, I'm going <laughs> to. So I already have sitting at home that's coming down with me in my D60, about three 40 round mags. One of them does have the Terran extension on it. Obviously, these are all pinned right for now. now. Right? Yeah, for now. Once they get stateside, a drill those rivets out <laughs> mm, and free. probably four or five 30 rounders in magpole yeah. d50 but i don't shoot 308 so i got the d60 for my 223 very good if yeah. you get an ar10 you got to get a d50 oh yes yeah if i get an ar10 yeah d50 for sure loaded up with a hundred dollars worth of ammo <laughs> 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 See how, I, how fast they can get rid of a hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's all gone. But uh well to break down the guns a little bit, like uh Kerry just built his AR and it was it was more budget. It was a arrow receiver set. Uh pretty sure the barrel and gas block were match set, so black rain ordnance, barrel and gas block. You got a fancy uh big brass muzzle device or brass colored. Mm -hmm. Um muzzle device your standard charging handle i think it was an anderson collapsible stock and he said he built it for less than 500 bucks us oh my goodness wow. <laughs> i was expecting like a thousand dollars and wow. i think looking at the trigger i asked him he didn't know he just bought what buddy told him i think he's got a geisley in there nice very nice but he does need an oh. h3 buffer and to tune that uh, gas block, in my opinion, because I like tuning it right on that fine edge. <laughs> you know what I'm most jealous of? Everything on Brownells you can buy and ship. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Brownells has all sorts of. Oh, you can buy from Midway. You can buy from all of them. Yeah. Optics Planet. I can finally well, order my Bryleaf oh. stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, all this stuff. Midway's got a bunch of stuff that you just can't get in Canada. Brownells, too. Like, they have a bunch of stuff you can't get in Canada. And you don't have to deal with import, export, nothing. You just, nope. it's probably like free shipping, probably. Ship to the FFL. Or... And you don't have to see that message. Items in your cart cannot be shipped to your country. Yeah. That is the worst. <laughs> yeah. It's worse getting the email afterwards. Whoops. Or after, yeah, or if you complete it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, I made it. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. 
Sorry, we can't send that one to no, you. No, no. We're not sending it to you. Sucker. Yeah. That's what I thought Streelock was when I saw when I saw the notice that it was getting banned. I'm like, oh, ITAR strikes again. But uh, no, it was because the guy's Russian. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I bet uh, you it won't get banned in Canada. Hmm. I bet Good. you you'll still be able to use it in Canada. I'm just learning to use it. And I like it. So <laughs> we follow it. Oh, because what the there's, different, there's different app stores for Canada and the U.S. So. Hmm. Maybe. How are the pistol prices down there? Uh, they're pretty good. Uh, those Canics they were talking about were right around 400 bucks. Oh, that's nice. great. Yeah, the yeah. gun, like I said, the gun prices. I mean, if you still want premium, you still want premium. If you want a custom 2011, you're still, like, if you want to get an Atlas or a Haze or any of those, you're you're still spending probably about six to seven grand US on that gun. Hmm. And yes. that's not an open gun. <laughs> But you can still get, but you can get your your budget guns. You can just get your normal guns. I I was looking at over unders, uh, seven twenty five Satori. They're running anywhere between twenty eight and thirty three hundred bucks US, and that that's a good new over under shotgun. Hmm. Um, I mean, you could still there's a ton of over unders that you can get that are four or five hundred dollars. What's that Satori price in Canada? Like, is it about the same? They're probably actually, you know, they they are probably about the same. You're probably looking like the uh, seven seven twenty five, Browning seven twenty five in Canada is probably average about three grand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I it's been a while since I've looked at them, but I I, I wasn't looking at seven twenty fives. I I want a five twenty five or at the very newest a six twenty five. Mm-hmm. I don't want a oh. seven twenty five. A seven twenty five at Cabela's is forty three hundred bucks. Okay, so mm. yeah, they're they're matching up then. Yeah. Cool. All right. Anything else to talk about for uh, U.S. gun prices and that kind of thing? Yeah, uh, it's. I would say it's about what you expect. Your your guns and accessories. You're you're saving money on. If you want premium, you're still paying premium, but it's still just a little bit less. Mm-hmm. And. Just because there's more available on the market, it seems like the prices are so much cheaper because you're looking at subcompacts and that for three, four hundred dollars where you don't even look at those guns in Canada because they never make it there. Yeah. You know, parts yeah, they're look at all the baby guns. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and big thing is is not having to be imported into Canada. So there's not that cost, never mind the cost of shipping it to Canada. Yeah. But the one that got me was just how much difference the the ammo price was and how expensive the ammo actually is when you just walk into the store here in Carlsbad. <laughs> so yeah. Well hopefully hopefully the prices come down or you're able to order online and get some better prices on ammo. But we're all very jealous of the guns that you're gonna have available and the accessories yes. that you're gonna yeah. be able to order yes. online. Anything to your heart's content. Yeah. 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 I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I bet. All right. Well, time to stop being jelly. Let's get on to listener feedback. Uh, Facebook and YouTube, I think we've been hitting them. Tony mentioned you can't get the SS211 tiny break action in the US. Yes, that's correct. Although that thing's terrible to shoot. It's it's a cool shotgun, but my God, they're so bad to shoot. Uh, uh, did I get all the other ones? I think we did. All I right. We didn't get any emails, um, YouTube comments. We got some of those. Let me pull some of them up. 
Tony, who's on live here, was mentioning on episode 495. Finding out about all the amazing shooting sports was quite difficult for me when I was still a new PAL holder with no family background of firearms. I knew that there were a few ex uh, very expensive indoor ranges, and that's about it. Uh, one of them that uh, I did my safety course at. I think the CCFR Canada Downrange Series is a must-watch for anyone new to shooting. And I found myself a home range and introduced uh, to me by that series. I don't know if it's possible to hand out Slamfire Radio or Maple Seed pamphlets at the firearm stores and Canadian firearm safety courses. I really think it can benefit the beginner shooters and help them find a shooting sport that they are truly in love with. Yeah, I mean, um, it would be good to get more of the PAL instructors to mention Maple Seed because I think that's yeah. like a logical next so. step after you get your PAL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be a great next step. It's hmm. like you have your firearms license, you buy a gun, and then what? What happens? Come, what comes next? You learn how to use it. Yeah, shooting yeah. inaccurately, <laughs> shooting inaccurately, wounding deer. Missing uh, yeah. the targets. Yeah, De dealing stuff. with frozen bolts. <laughs> <laughs> you buy the Gucci rifle, you get the Gucci problems. <laughs> yeah, is, is that a is that a bolt in your pants, or you're just happy to see me? Like, that's going to be the next thing. So, yeah, you're going to have to. Yeah. No, sorry. Go, why did why, uh, Mo? Why do you take your yeah, bolt between, out of your gun in, and, in between yeah. shooting? You're going to going to be yeah, in between stages. Yeah. Mo, are what you, are you doing so in your pocket? Please don't yeah, do that, that here. <laughs> just say you really believe in safety. No, sorry, it's, I, do, I don't yeah. trust it. Yeah, I have to have the yeah. bolt out and inside my pants. <laughs> it's a thing. Uh, Another comment Tony had here from the last episode. It's fortunate enough to meet Taylor and his Raven at an event at BTSA this weekend. Funny enough, I was listening to you on the drive out there. The Raven looks quite nice with little maple leaf details instead of stars and stripes. Modularity of an AR rifle. I saw Taylor already had a few race parts installed. Competition flat trigger, beaver tail, grip, mag pull stock. Mostly ambi except for the ejection pattern. But Taylor's left-handed, so it can't be that bad. I know he was playing, he was actually even playing, he was getting uh, short stroke spacers made up so that the bolt doesn't go drive all the way back to the receiver. And uh, he, he was just doing gamer. a lot of playing around oh, with those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's some gamer stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this every every week this is going to happen. Every week. Uh, your Gersan, did you properly break it in the first time? Uh, I've had no problems with mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every week, like clockwork. Yep. <laughs> that Gersan video. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Red Leaf Rimfire, who was our guest uh, last week, says, Thank you, Slamfire Radio, for your support of Sporting Rifle. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about this sport. It was great again to talk to Kelly and Angel, and fantastic finally meet you, Mo. Thank you, folks, for everything. He was a great guest and another sport for people to get into. So yep. whatever yep. it is, get into a sport. You bet. Uh, Chris is saying that uh, Maple Seed also needs more dates to accommodate more people. I'm trying to book yeah. dates right now, man. need more yeah. instructors and shoot bosses so that you can have more events. Yeah, you're you're yeah. working every weekend, aren't you, Adriel? And I'm sure Kelly is too. No, I would be divorced uh, very quickly <laughs> if that happened. Uh, I am doing two weekends per month, but they're two usually double headers. But that's a lot it. still. Yeah, yeah. Any more than that, and uh, yeah, I would be, um, I would be living in the van full time, <laughs> not just <laughs> for the maple seeds. Down by You'd the be river, in a yeah. no uh, no tell motel. <laughs> yeah, and start a YouTube channel, right? <laughs> <laughs> From the road. <laughs> the very next comment, and we've already read this one though, is someone saying that you need to break it in with a period of forty hours. Yeah. On the Versan again, so. 
going to use that one. <laughs> just going to move on with life. Yeah. Uh, nothing on Instagram or anything like that. Um, we had enough people buy stuff from our Cabela's link that I'm going to pull that up and uh, okay. kind of rip through those. Okay. We'll try to guess as to the the what the, what style of shooting each of these people are are doing. Um, so again, uh, on the Slamfire Radio website, we have a link to Cabela's. If you're in Canada and you want to buy something on that Cabela's link, uh, you pay the same prices, but we get like a kickback from it. So if you're going to buy something from Cabela's anyways, go to Slamfire Radio's website, click the link, and then buy your thing on Cabela's. Uh, the first purchaser bought uh, Narinko 762 by 39 25 boxes of it. These are 20 rounds to a box. And this was non-corrosive stuff. It was a good price. It was 50 cents around, if I believe, if I can remember yeah. the sale. So, I was going to say, I don't, didn't think you could buy that ammo in that little quantity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little red boxes. And they're, they're commercial. They're not, they're not surplus. Yeah. It's, it's commercial, yeah. new-ish ammo. That was being funny, yeah. <laughs> okay. 7.62? Yeah. You can't buy some. Usually you just yeah. buy crates. crates. Yeah. How many crates? Yeah. Uh, another person bought two boxes of Winchester Super X ammo, a Savage Axis, and a cantilever mount. Must be going mm. hunting. Must be going hunting. Yeah. Uh, next person decided to buy everything that uh, MDT makes from Cabela's. They bought an MDT mag, MDT rings, MDT muzzle brake, and an MDT 20 MOA scope base. They're mm. spicing up a PRS Doing some long range. Like. Yeah, yep. I figure as well. And then another person bought uh, some 22 LR ammo and they bought the crappy cable lock off of oh. Cabela's. <laughs> uh, now we said we'd make fun of people. We were mostly like messing around with it, but uh, this is, I don't want to make fun of the person that bought this. I want to say, don't buy these. They ended up buying this guy right here. And oh. I probably have a dozen of these, like in a box. Those are the yeah, the freebies here. in the cases. Yeah, these aren't very good. Um, I would instead recommend a a, a combo cable lock. And uh, so, uh, two two things. If this is for a trigger lock, use the. I found mine. Get one of these. Yes. Get one of those here. I'm going to go full screen just so I can show all the video you viewers here. Uh, that trigger lock is much more compact sideways. Mm -hmm. than your typical ones yes and it's uh it's it's very functional um so if you if you need to, a trigger lock get that if you need a case lock keep in mind you've already trigger locked your pistols get the cheapest shittiest combo lock yeah, I like with a cable yeah these things cost very little they work really well and uh oh the it was tough the lock buyer was me to lock up my Henry 22 uh, lever rifle. I think I'd still use the trigger lock. Or one of these. No, I wouldn't use one of these. Hmm. Those small cable locks are great to lock your Milserp ammo cans. Yeah, I love these things. Because they lock a case or they lock some guns too. Mm -hmm. But uh, Tony, talk to any gun owner. And uh, they have piles of those locks that they will give you for free. I seriously, I, I have like a dozen of them. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Patreon Utreon. If you'd like to help support the show, go on over to Patreon or Utreon and uh, sign up over there. David, who is a uh, firearms instructor, is mentioning that uh, cable locks are needed for locking up lever actions. Trigger locks don't work on all levers well or at all. 
I guess. I don't really think about locking long guns because I take them to the range in transport. You don't need to lock them, and on my yeah. place they're in a, they're in a gun room, so I almost never lock my uh, my non restricted. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Uh, shout outs. Oh, we have You're to me- we muted. have to mention uh, we have to mention for our live listeners the new night of the week. Wednesday. Oh yeah. We're going to be on Wednesday next week and the weeks after. Wednesdays at 6 Mountain, 8 uh, p.m. Center of the Universe time. Yes. And uh, yeah. An hour an hour later than we're normally on and one mm-hmm. day of the week earlier. Yes. One day yep. and one hour. <laughs> Something like that. I'm going to go shoot some Thursday night fun nights at Sherwood Park with my Thursdays. I'm promising a, a one day fresher version of me every week. Uh, worth it. Worth it. Yeah. Uh, any shout outs? Kyle? Okay. You're still yeah. on mute. Maybe you got the mute on your, uh, on your headset. Cause it doesn't show mute there. Something's not working though. Okay. I can, I can go. My shout out is to all the people that I met at the, at the Stittsville match. It was, like I said, an amazing group of people uh the people i went with uh gabriel and his daughter eva i didn't mention her during my segment she's 13 years old and very impressive young lady in terms of shooting uh i think she's been doing it for about a year and uh i think she's going to be really good because uh if she keeps like keeps at it she's going to be terrific so that's my shout out awesome uh, I don't have any shout outs. El Jefe, is your, uh, no, nope, still not working. I'm going to like just voice, voice him over. Um, he would like to shout out Satan. Weird. Okay. Hey, well. I don't know why you do that, but, uh, <laughs> strange thing to shout out. No, no. Santa. I misheard you. I don't like that. Can. Oh, we can't Satin? hear you at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to read lips. It's not working. Uh, the, the connection's going out. Got that motel internet that uh, that's not working that great. But uh, I don't see that he typed anything in. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, for for the live listeners that are watching right now, so we stream live to Facebook and Utreon. Uh, sometimes we stream to YouTube. If we handle guns, we can't stream to YouTube though. So we don't always stream on there. If you want to watch us every time, Facebook or Utreon. And uh, we may be putting some spicier stuff on uh, on Utreon uh, soon because we can. So uh, check us out over there. Uh, like us on Facebook. Join the CCFR. And uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good night, everybody. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.